Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen. And the ever so adorable Mr. Mike Reynolds. Hi, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Mike, what's going on? I'm okay, Terry. I'm here in, in the uh, DMV area, uh, loving this cool weather that we've been having. Oh, stop bragging. Stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Jared Lawson's picture that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Um, Mike posted on Facebook about Jared Lawson saying that the man can flat out sing, and when you hear his debut self-titled CD, you will totally understand. The man's voice is just Oh my gosh, it's just it's awesome. Jared, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I was listening to um got to keep before you came in uh, called in Jared, I was listening to that. And then when Jared mm-hmm. called in, I was listening to everything I need and even just your speaking voice. You know, it just I'm telling you, Mike was like he was right right on point. Flat out sing. You can flat out sing. <laughs> You can sing, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of you to say. I appreciate that. Oh, yes. And like he said, you've been creating quite a buzz with this new release. Um, I've been hearing, I mean, you know, when I was doing my research on you, I came across a lot of great reviews, um, not only on the music, but on you as well. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you. And so what took you so long to release the album? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's my first album, first yeah. of all. And, um, you know, when it's your first album, it's kind of your, you know, like they say, you take, like with, uh, with when you're an author and you're writing a book, you spend your entire life writing your, fo- your first book, and then you spend one year writing your next book. I feel like it's kind of like that with, with making music. You know, I spent my entire life making this first record, <laughs> and mm. I'll probably make the next one in the, over the course of the next year. But um, but uh, you know it's 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 hard to put something for for me that's so it's so spiritual it's so connected to who I am mm-hmm. you know the lyrical content that I'm putting out there it's very personal for me so for me mm-hmm. to just throw it out there into the world was hard it was very difficult so I had to really you know kind of hone. Well, really, the entire record in terms of music and the lyrical content, just getting everything just right, yeah. to where I was really comfortable with putting it out there in the world and and letting people see in into that window of who I am. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. So I think that's probably what took me so long was kind of just sort of trying to reckon that. Okay. So you know, now- I found out. 
was going to say, I found out about Jared through, uh, you know, like, of course, in the Farnell Newton, he had told me about Jared and everything, but then also you were doing a lot of YouTube videos of a lot of cover songs. Uh, how did that come about, and um, what made you kind of, you know, go go the social media route to kind of get out there? Because that's really how a lot of people found out about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's sort of ironic to me, I guess, because I only really have a few videos out there. Um you know, I maybe five or six years ago, I kind of came up with this little Latin version of I Wish, Stevie Wonder's I Wish, and I threw it up on YouTube, and it kind of kind of blew up, and that's one of the ways that people started to find out who I was. And um, I think it was not too, short, uh, not too short of a time after that that Cliff Hunt from Capital Jazz in D.C. found me, um, through I think a friend of his that said, hey man, check this dude out on YouTube. And that's mm-hmm. when I got hired to go on the Capital Jazz Super Cruise to fill in for Frank McComb, which was just <laughs> crazy to me at the time. Like, are you kidding me? He just called me up out of the blue, you know, and said, hey man, I found you on YouTube. You want to come on this cruise and fill in for mm-hmm. Frank McComb of all people who I, I, to me is just like untouchable. So, um, so yeah, that was quite an honor. And okay, that's how so- that came about. Now, that answers one of my questions, um, the Capital Jazz Cruise, and how Cliff Hunt um, found you. So what was that experience like for you on that cruise? It was amazing, honestly. Um, A lot of mixed emotions, I have to say, for the first year, because I've done it two years in a row now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the first year, was, I was very much... um, I I, I don't want to say out of my element, but, you know, being on a boat... Um, mm-hmm. That is, uh, you know, vastly predominantly African American. Yeah. Not not an issue for me at all. But <laughs> yeah. Just to be like the, one of the only white dudes on the whole boat, and and you know I'm performing black music in front of lots of black people is a little intimidating. You know what I'm saying? So um, that alone was uh, was a thing for me. But <laughs> okay, I'm glad but you I said got, that. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this. Up here, Trey, we we think alike. But you go ahead and say it, Trey. I, I know you want to say I'm glad you too. said that. Cause I was like, <laughs> as soon as they heard you open your mouth and sing, I'm sure they were all just floored. Because to me, I'm thinking, okay, what is he thinking? What is He's going to be on this ship with all these black people, and it's like, what is he thinking? Is he is, is he thinking that his music music is not going to be good enough, or you know that kind of thing? But yeah, I'm glad you put that out there, Jared. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of doubts, you know. But um, but you know the people were so accepting and so mm-hmm. warm, and as soon as you know, I mean, it didn't take too long before. I mean, I definitely got some strange looks at first, and then people were kind of like, oh, oh, oh okay, he can sing, it's okay. <laughs> So, yeah, all in all, okay. a really great experience, and I thank, you know, I thank Cliff Hunt for, for even, uh, you know, for even thinking to bring on a guy like me who's I mean, relatively unknown and unsigned and, you know, to throw me in a position like that where I'm in front of a bunch of people um, was really kind of him, so... You know, Mike lives in Baltimore, and I tease him all the time. I always tell him that you guys are so bougie down there because they're really picky about the artist and, you know, who comes to perform there. And I always tease Mike that you guys are just too bougie. You're just too bougie, um, yeah, DC, for, yeah. you know, yeah, DC, kind of, yeah. for your own good. But I'm right. glad that experience turned out really well for you. That's good. It did. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, yeah. you know, going back for a second year, it was like a whole different scene altogether. It's like people were expecting me. Oh, yeah. People already knew who I was. And yep. so it was like 
you know, this last year when I went on the cruise, it was like the piano lounge where I performed every single night was just literally bananas packed out every single night. Mm-hmm. So that was just, it was so much fun to have that kind of a scene going on in there, you know. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know, you're yeah. known as Blue Eye Soul, so, um, I mean, you 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 were speaking their language when you were singing, you know, just belting your voice. I mean, you have such a very soulful voice and um, such soulful singing. So yeah, you fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, that is too funny. But but you know, now my thing is, you know, you were taught by your dad uh, how to play piano at a young age. But when did you realize that you could sing? Mm-hmm. Well. You know, that was sort of a, it was a really gradual process. I think, you know, my parents would tell you that I was singing always. I mean, from the time of infancy, I was always humming or singing something, just literally almost all the time. Mm. Um, But I think as far as me actually sort of coming to that revelation of realizing that maybe I had something, you know, I had Mm -hmm. an instrument inside me that was worth Mm -hmm. putting out into the world, into the universe... I think I didn't really realize that until I was you know, probably like closer into like high school age. Um, and I had, you know, I had already been exploring the piano pretty intensely at that point. And I think, um, you know, I found, I found, you know, some of those old 70s Stevie Wonder records that really, really turned me on. And, um, you know, hearing Stevie sing the way that he did, I think really lit a fire in me. To, um, to sort of explore my own instrument and see if maybe I could communicate melodies and words the way that he does. And, um, you know, so I'm still striving to, to do that. But, but I think I figured out somewhere around that age, maybe, I don't know, maybe 14 or 15, I was like, oh, maybe I can do this, you know. Maybe I actually have something that's worth sharing with the world. Oh. So, Terry, what that means translated is that if there was a young lady involved at the age of 14 and 15, and he sung to her, and that's when he found out he could sing. That's, what, that's the real story, Terry. It had to be a young lady in there somewhere, okay? That's the part he left out. You serenaded her, huh? Yeah, that's the part he left out. You know, he, some young lady broke his heart down there, and he had to sing or something. Yeah. Right, right. Happened. Well, let's, let's get it clear. Ladies. No. Ladies, wow. there we go. Four <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, it, it really wasn't lady. about that. It was. It was really about just a sort of path of kind of personal exploration, I think, and and um, you know, and personal discovery about who I am. So, for sure, Jared, at that young age, were you? Did you have this like soulful voice then, or did you kind of like grow into that? Um, I, I guess that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, singing soulfully, I, I think it's something that's, it's in you or it's not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, um, I've always had a tendency, I've always had a sort of, um, what's the right word? Yeah, I guess tendency is a good word. Just to, to sing soulfully and to like feel things in a really like intense and funky dirty, grimy way. You know what I mean? 
Mm, mm, um, okay. Like when I feel music, I just like ugh, it's in me, and I feel it, and that's that comes through in my voice too. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah, that's one of those things. It's in you or it's not. I think. Mm. And um, but yeah, as far as I think, at a young age, I I latched onto a few different singers, and some of which were not necessarily soulful singers at all. Mm-hmm. For instance. Um, I actually really loved like some of the crooners. I loved Frank Sinatra and I loved like Harry Connick Jr. You know, as a kid growing up, I, I just loved that style of singing. But I also loved, you know, Donny Hathaway and Stevie Wonder and Otis Redding. So it was kind of, and it took a minute for me to figure out where I sort of, what my role was, you know, mm. to kind of okay. realize that oh, I, I am a crooner to some degree, but. I'm a soulful crooner. Yes, you are. So, yes, you so are. So I think I, I sort of blended the two. Okay. All right. We're talking to Jarrett Lawson. Um, he has released his debut self-titled CD, and you can uh, visit his website at jarrettlawson.com. That's J-A-R-R-O-D. The phone number here is 646-716-5485. If you'd like to call in with a question for Jarrett, um, in the meantime, I'm going to get into some of this music, and I'm going to start with Gotta Keep. Tell me about that one. That... Um that was probably one of the last tunes I decided to put on the record. And I just, I think it just kind of hit me one day. I was like, man, I want this record, I want the end of this record to just jam out. Nothing, you know, I want the groove to just be really simple. Mm-hmm. Not like a, not a bunch of complex changes like I have in a lot of the other songs. Just something really simple with a very direct and uh, simple message. Which that it's, you know, we got to keep we got to keep on loving and, and uh, you know, and glorifying our creator, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the message that I want to leave with the listener at the end of the record. It just kind of hit me one day. But, yeah, I put that track together, you know, in a pretty short time. And I was just like, okay. yeah, this, this, is, this is how I want the record to go out. So okay. That's it. All right, here it is. Keep circulating information 
Got to Keep from Jared Lawson's self-titled debut CD. Oh, man, that voice. Yeah. Um, you know nice. what? For a long time, um, until I saw Bobby Caldwell's picture, I thought he was a black man. Because that's As just to I. me, that's how, yes, okay? And <laughs> so had I not seen your picture and heard you on an urban radio station, I would have thought mm-hmm. you were a black man, yeah. Definitely. Oh, Definitely. Very nice, very nice. I like that mm-hmm. track. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Now, now i got to ask you, now we talked about the singing and all that. Now, let's talk about the location. You know, neo-soul artists, most of them are from East Coast, Philly. You know, if they're on the West Coast, they're from the Bay Area. But you're from Portland, Oregon. I mean, what's up with that? Portland, Oregon. I'm like, yo, really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you... you, you 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 get that that uh, funky vibe and you know that neo soul mm-hmm. artistic type thing, but when you talk about you from Portland, Oregon, they look at you like yo, you 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 serious? Like you're not from the Bay or from Philly or something like that? <laughs> you know, I think I would have to attribute that more to you know just what I've listened to on recorded material. Not to say that Portland doesn't have a great music scene in general, and even a, even a soul music scene, it's. It's it's more happening here than you think it is, but okay. but I you know in general I would say it's more about just the music that I've been turned on to over time, and just you know spent hours and hours and hours listening to records of you know D'Angelo and Duele and you know all these neo soul cats Bilal Erica Badu, I mean mm. I love all those cats you know they're some of my faves. Oh well then how cool was it for you to open uh, for her? Uh, uh, at the ja- at the Capital Jazz Fest for her and John oh, Legend. Geez, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was a dream come true. Honestly. <laughs> wow. Uh, she's one of my favorites. She, honestly, yeah. like in terms of contemporary artists, you know that are that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I love anybody a lot more than Erica Badu. In mm-hmm. fact, that night, I opened up the show um, the first night of the Capital Jazz Festival in D.C. or in eh, it's kind of more like Baltimore, isn't it? Well, like, um, yeah, well, this last year yeah. or this year, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, I mean, John Legend went after me, which was, you know, he was amazing. But then Erica Badu went on, and she literally put on the best show I have ever seen, bar none. Serious. Mm. That's all there is to it. I've never mm. seen a show. I literally had my jaw to the ground the entire time. Just could not believe her presence. Her voice sounded amazing. She was just like. She just walks right out and looks everybody in the face and like, are you ready for this? You know, <laughs> she's intense, man. <laughs> and then she just puts on the best show you've ever seen. And her band is banging, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was truly an honor, a hell of an honor. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So now you're new, this CD is doing very well in the U.K. Yes, sir. H- have you been over there? Um, well, not since I released the record, no. I have been there before oh, okay. um, some years ago, but um, no. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting over there sometime in October, I think is what we're looking at. Oh, my gosh. They're going to be crazy when they see you. Wow. Yeah, because I have no idea what to well. expect, to be honest. Um, yeah, I would say I expect no a, a, a huge fan base because from what I read, it's, it's doing very, very well in the U.K., um, so, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. Now, 
Tell us about your band. Well, I have a few different bands, but um, the band that you heard on the record is called Good People. We're the Good People. Okay. And, um, you know, when, it, when I kind of started out with this project, I was I was really, I was very, let's see, how do, how do I say this? I was intent on acquiring players that were, I had very specific requ- requirements is what I should say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You don't have to be the the absolute best A-list player in town to be in this band. You need to have dedication. You need to be kind of um, of a like mind as me to some degree in terms of, you know, you need to be down for my message, essentially. You need to be um, obviously proficient with your instrument to some degree, for sure. Let's not get it twisted, but... um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, I I was looking for the right players, not the best players. You know what I'm saying? You know what yes, I mean by that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. A lot of players, when they're building a band, they look for the best guys in town. And to me, that's very. There's a lot of like ambiguousness in there. For me, like, to me, the best players can sometimes be players that are far less proficient than the A-list guys, but they listen mm. better. You know, they watch and they they. They're more musical sometimes. You know what I mean. So those are the guys yeah. that I right. play on this record. Yeah, you definitely had to be a good fit. I know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned mm-hmm. that I love them like brothers. You know, we're like a family. Mm. Okay. Cool. I want to read a review, um, and this review is from Paul Crichton. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name. Yeah, right. he's he's one of my very best friends in the world. Oh. Okay, all right. So Paul Crichton says, Jared Lawson takes the listener on a musical journey through forests where trails are paved in soul, jazz litters the sky like stars, and intricate harmonies are the breeze rustling through the foliage of his musical creation. See, I could never write a review like that. That is that is perfect. <laughs> perfect. The smoke of his voice, the rich stacks of harmonies built with soulful jazz-infused structures elicits a sophistication that is rare to the pop music genre. That was a great review. He did a nice a good job. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so um, the next song I'm going to play is Think About Why. Tell me about this one. Um, you know, this is probably, this might be the oldest song on the entire record. Oh, okay. Um, I probably wrote, at least wrote the majority of this song, could be 10 or 12 years ago. Mm. Oh. Um, could even be more than that, actually, to be honest. And, um... You know, I think it was it was probably actually more than that because I remember go- I was I was going to Clackamas Community College at the time and I was I was definitely kind of steeped in sort of jazz studies at the time even though I didn't you know when I say jazz studies I didn't really study music in the traditional sense I I don't know how to read music but in terms of I mean I was I was singing and I was playing piano in the vocal jazz ensemble at the time Mhm and um, I was just learning about a lot of music, some of which was kind of Latin, sort of Latin or Afro-Cuban or Brazilian rhythm-based. So I was learning a lot about those type of rhythms, and um, I think that's when 
think about why you know the sort of uh, the groove of think about why sort of came about and um and I ended up writing some lyrics that are mm, uh, they might be some of the most controversial lyrics on the record <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but um you know I grew up in a very like sort of unorthodox Christian household where um where I was kind of taught that the Christian values and um, how do I say this? Um, you know, a lot of what's taught in terms of uh, with with regard to Christianity, a lot of the traditions come from kind of ancient pagan traditions, and that's common. Every, a lot of people know that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I sort of grew up in a household where we we were taught that the two don't really mix. You know, so it's, it's a sort of um, one is sort of the antithesis of the other. So for for us to have sort of Christian holidays that are, um, there's so much like pagan symbolism and, and sort of idolatry sort of mixed in with it all, it's that sort of, um, that inconsistency, I think that what is what Think About Why is sort of about. Oh, okay. All right, this is Think About Why. Right. Every swing the unequivocal. 
Christ was born to be the paragon. Hoping all would come to sing along. How do you see fit to replace the memory of the gift of grace? about why that is from Jared Lawson's new self-titled debut CD all right so now um, you have also been performing with Liv Warfield um, I have performed kind of alongside her yeah several times yeah okay she's really coming to her own lately um, working with Prince and and uh, being kind of like you know stepping out into the forefront with their own music and everything. Have you met Marcus Anderson and B.K. Jackson? No, I haven't. They play saxophone um, in Prince's band, and sometimes they play with her. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so next time you're with her, yeah, check them out, Marcus Anderson and B.K. Jackson. Um, all right, so I know that you just released this CD, but are you thinking about your next one? Yeah, absolutely. Um in fact, I'm kind of already, you know, at least halfway and a couple of years into it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I mean, you know, before I was even done with this first record, I was already writing material and re- and recording new material for the next okay. record. So, so yeah, it's coming probably within the next year, I would imagine. Okay, and what what um, what will it be like? I think it's going to be a little bit less jazzy and more. Just straight up soul. It's kind of. Okay, like, I was. I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> What's that? I was hoping you would. I was hoping you would say that. Okay. Yeah. That's just you know that's kind of where my heart is moving. I feel like. Um, yeah. Like I decided the other day, I realized that one of the things I really love about some of my my favorite like neo soul records like D'Angelo Voodoo, there's not a spot of reverb hardly on anything, and it really mm-hmm. makes you feel like you're in the room with him when you're listening to the record. And I kind of want my next record to sound like that. I want when you turn it on in your living room. I want it to sound like you're in the room with me. So that's kind of that's oh. going to be the vibe of the next record. Wow, that's going to be nice. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Now, now when you was putting this CD out and everything, and you know, did you uh, know that you would have the type of um, 
reception that you received from so many people, so many fans and things like that? Absolutely not. <laughs> it, it's all come very unexpectedly. Um, mm. I mean, even even from my own people, you know, here in town, I I really didn't know how it was going to be received, um, and much less to talk about the UK, where I, oh, um, I, I I can't even hardly begin to talk about how well it's been received. Yes, very um, much so. Yeah, it's 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 all come very unexpectedly for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read another review, and this is from L. Michael Gibson. And I couldn't see um, on your website, Jared, where he's from. Do you know? Oh, geez. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. I, I, of course, know the review that you're talking about because I remember yeah. seeing it and practically guffawing through the entire thing. I couldn't believe the things that he was saying. Yes, yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'm just going to read a, a part of it. It says, um, one of the richest rhythmic and musically dynamic projects released in 2014. Talking about your self-titled debut CD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I told Jared before you know the show started that a voice like his does not come um, often. You know, he he has that such a soulful and very special voice that it doesn't doesn't come all. You don't see it all the time. It doesn't come often. So um, I think these reviews are right on point. And I was also reading some reviews off of Amazon.com. They were all five-star reviews, and all of them loved your music. Glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Yes, well deserved. Thanks. I agree. I appreciate it. I agree. And even Liv Warfield says she refers to Jared Lawson as the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> I love her to death. She's a sweetheart, and I I think of her in the same light for sure. Okay. Now um, I read that you know Stevie Wonder was an influence on you, and that you performed at his birthday party. Yes, I did this crazy. last year. How did that happen? Um, it's kind of a crazy thing how it came about. Um. There was a restaurant here in Portland called Quartet. It's right down on the river. Really super beautiful restaurant. And um, the owner, Frank Taylor, um, he hired me to start playing some music in there. First it was just I was just playing solo piano, and then pretty soon, pretty soon it kind of turned into a duo, and then a trio thing, and then pretty soon he was like, he was like, hey man, I'm really good friends with Stevie Wonder. <laughs> just by wow. chance. And he's like, I'm I'm bringing him here for his birthday. Why don't you, uh, you know, you and, and Farnell Newton, um, who I, I, you know, I'm always playing with quite a bit when he's in town, mm-hmm. said, why don't you guys put together a band and back up Stevie for this birthday show? <laughs> and I said, you're kidding me, right? You know? <laughs> that would be um, an absolute dream come true, I think is what I said. And um, so, yeah, it... It happened. It was done. Wow. It was a dream come true because I literally sat probably two feet away from Stevie as he sang, you know, excerpts from like four different songs, just acoustic at, at the acoustic piano. And literally, I mean, to sit next to him while he's singing is truly one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced. How were you able to even play? <laughs> 
that particular moment, <laughs> really? I wasn't. Thankfully, I, we were just you know he was just playing some solo things at the piano and singing, and then after that, you know, I had a little bit of a moment to recover. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of made my way over to my keyboard and and you know and we we started going into some other songs that were like full band, you know, type stuff. But um, yeah, it was it was just um, an experience to never forget for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, they always say you never know who knows who, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. You've okay. had two major dreams come true, Erica Badu and Stevie Wonder. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. All right. Um, where are you playing next in the Portland area? Um, I am playing at, well, I play pretty much every Friday night at a restaurant called Portland Prime. Um, from eight, uh, from sorry, from seven to eleven, and that's uh, in the bottom of the Embassy Suites Hotel downtown in Portland. And then um, I have kind of a special gig coming up next Tuesday at really the, the like most prominent jazz club in town. It's called Jimmy Max. Okay. Um, and I'm doing a show there with Tyrone Hendricks, who has played with Liv Warfield. He's also played with Stevie Wonder. Um, he's an amazing world class drummer. And um, a good friend of mine on the guitar, Chance Hayden, and Farnell Newton just told me that he's going to show up and sit in with us as well. So it's going to be a really fun show. Yeah. Yeah, you never know when he's going to be in town these days. He's always on the road with Bootsy Collins or uh, Jill Scott. So. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to ask you a question about Portland because I've always heard that um, the Portland residents don't want anybody moving into their city is that is that true <laughs> <laughs> i've always heard that <laughs> i mean it kind of it, it is a thing but the funny thing is like if you asked you know if you asked nine out of ten people that you just walk down the street by where are you from they're probably going to say california or uh-huh. new york well, I, I mean seriously people move here in in you know flocks from yes. california and new york meet people from New York here all the time. I don't know what that's about, if it's just like <laughs> this is like a tiny New York to them or what. I, I don't know, but, um, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like most of the people here at this point are transplants. So I don't okay. know. I don't know who, who's really bitching anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, from what I've seen on TV, Portland is a beautiful area, just like Seattle. So you can't blame them for wanting to come in. But they're like, nope, no more people. We don't want anybody moving into our city. Stay where you are. So it's kind of that yeah. type of thing is what I've been hearing. There but, is um, some of that so, mentality for sure. Well, you don't have to worry about me going to Portland. I'm going to Seattle, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm oh, going to yeah. close the show with another song off of your self-titled debut CD, and I'm going to let you pick it. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, let's see. How about... Let's do... You know, I one of my very favorite tracks on the record, and I, it's funny, I feel like it's one of the least popular ones, but mm. it's one. It's probably my favorite song on the whole record. Is um, uh, "Together We'll Stand." Okay, tell me about that one. <clears throat> I feel like um, 
if there's any song on the on the record that really kind of embodies who I am and what I'm about, I feel like that's the one. It's uh, it's got a very um, you know, the verses are very forward, they're very convicted, but then it kind of it mellows down into a chorus that's very tender and very sincere and very it's very about unity it's very about let's let's all you know let's come together and let's let's realize that we're in this together and that we're gonna we're gonna make it through but together we're gonna do it together so okay all right together we'll stand will be the closing song let everyone know where they can find you on the web um yeah jaredlawson.com and um you can you can find me on uh, Facebook as well. Just by searching my name, you can find me. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And Twitter yeah. and Inst- Go ahead, Mike. I do have a Twitter as well. It's um, mm-hmm. it's J-Law Sings, J-L-A-W-S-I-N-G-S. And he's also on Instagram under the same um, tag. All right, yeah, go ahead, Mike. So I'm just going to say that, you know, uh, you know, You've been doing these high-profile gigs like, you know, the Jazz Fest and things like that. Now, will you be doing any more than that? I mean, has the phone been kind of rigging for people to kind of, you know, try to get to their town? And, and how have you used social media to try to get the word out about your um, about your singing, about your CD? Yeah, we have been getting a lot of inquiries coming in from kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. And, you know, thankfully I've got a great manager. He's kind of screening through them all and figuring out which ones are are legit. Um, in terms of social media, that's probably the area that I need to sort of bolster the most because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Facebook guy. And I can't really, like, manage more than one social media platform at a time. <laughs> so I kind of let my, my Twitter and my Instagram just sort of fall by the wayside. Um, so I haven't really used social media hardly at all to really um, sort of uh, amplify my, my fan base. Mm-hmm. But but I think that that's, that's one of the next steps, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I know that that's very important, and keep having t- people tell me how important that is, and, man, you really got to get on that. So, yeah, that's that's an element that we will be, we'll be exploring, for sure. And what about videos for this new project? Will you be doing any? Um, I I would like to, and I yeah, absolutely, I will. Okay. Um, I think that's one thing. If I had one regret about the last record is that I did so much of it at home by myself. You know, it wasn't really, it wasn't on my mind to sort of you know catch you know video documentation of the process. Um, but I think yeah, this next record I'll do a lot more of that for sure. Okay, now you mentioned your last record because everything I've read said that this was your debut CD, um, but you had one before this. No, th- no, this is my debut CD. That's what I'm talking oh, okay. about. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it. All right. I'm saying for my next record that hasn't come out yet, I would yeah. like to do much more video documentation because I didn't do any really on my debut record. Got it, okay. Virtually, so. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving Mike and I an opportunity to speak with you. It's been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much, Terry, and thanks, Mike. And thank all of those you. ladies out there that you've been serenading and just keep doing what you do. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> so much, especially when you get, especially when you get to the UK. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Jared, thank you again. Congratulations to you on this new project, and much continued success to you. And next time you're on the West Coast, or rather, you're on the West Coast, but next time you're like in California or, or you know Vegas, even. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely keep us posted on that because I I'm like a drive away from California, and I can drive up there. Um, I will definitely to, let you know. Yeah, and maybe Dwayne can get you at the Spaghettinis too. So yeah, I have to work on that. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. You have a great evening. All right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Jared Lawson. His first name is J-A-R-R-O-D. Um, the self-titled CD um, is available on his website, JaredLawson.com. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at JLawSings. All right, Mike, what's going on with you? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, chilling and, uh, you know, enjoying the music. And uh, like I said, he's a good artist. Definitely check him out. Definitely yeah. check him out. Yeah, your post about um, him flat out singing is on point. I mean, this man can sing for sure. So definitely check out the music, everyone. Um, Thanks to those in the chat room. Thank you for tuning in this evening. I'm going to close the show with Together We'll Stand. And you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth.
smoothjazz.com and mastermind-entertainment.com Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at jazz underscore queen and the daily grind that's T-H-A daily grind